0: hi and welcome to another episode of nothing to hide my name is kevin and thank you so much for tuning in today's episode is the very first episode of our second season which will be for the 2021 year i am so happy to have lasted uh, a year we made it we survived it's a new year and many of you are likely contemplating New goals, new year's resolutions, new opportunities, new achievements, new levels you want to attain. And so I want to talk about how we're able to reach those goals and perhaps what is stopping us. So let's get right to it. I read this article on psychologytoday.com and a few reasons why we often are perhaps unable to attain our New Year's resolutions or the goals that we set at the beginning of the year are likely because the goals that we design are not very clear. Often we feel overwhelmed with the aspirations we try to to attain. It may seem daunting just because we're not so accustomed to change. We often feel discouraged. Sometimes we're not ready for change. And also, we often kind of treat a marathon like a sprint, as they say in an article from lifehack.org. We diminish our abilities. We don't give ourselves enough courage, or perhaps we don't believe in ourselves. We spend more time trying to architect the logistics around attaining our goals, and perhaps we're not doing enough. Sometimes we're in too much of a hurry. Often we put the cart before the horse, as the saying goes, and we don't enjoy the process. We're so fixated on the end, the goal, that we often don't appreciate the journey. Uh, Sometimes we're trying too hard, we burn ourselves out. Uh, We don't track our progress. Sometimes we don't have social support. Having just even one person know what your goals are that you interact with perhaps from time to time, or having an accountability buddy, for example, posting a status on Facebook, things of that nature can sometimes really kind of motivate us to commit. Sometimes you know your what, but not your why. For example, yes, you want to get fit, lose weight, or be healthy, but why is your goal important to you? Do you want to be fit so you can be a positive example that your children can admire and look up to? Do you want to lose fat so you'll feel more confident and sexy in your body than ever before? Or do you want to be healthy so you'll have increased clarity, energy, and focus that would carry over into every single aspect of your life? Whether you're getting in shape because you want to live longer, be a good example, boost your energy, feel confident, have an excuse to buy hot new clothes or increase your likelihood of getting laid, hey, I'm not here to judge, is up to you. Forget about any preconceived notions and be true to yourself. The more specific you can get, uh, you can make your goal, the more vivid it will be in your imagination, the more encouraged you'll be, the more likely it is you will succeed. Because yes, you can do this. So those are some examples of why we often don't achieve or meet our New Year's resolution goals. It's said that most New Year's resolution goals fail by February, according to uh, U.S. News and World Report. Um, what are the steps for allowing us to um, make our goals, our, uh, our New, Year, New Year's resolution stick? So this is from healthharvard.edu. Seven habits, seven tips. That could allow us to help achieve our goals. First one, dream big. Audacious goals are compelling. So, for example, want to compete in a marathon or triathlon, lose 50 pounds, or just enough to fit into clothes you once loved. With perseverance, encouragement, support, you can do it. An ambitious aim often inspires others around you. Many will cheer you on. Some will be happy to help in practical ways such as by training with you, or taking on tasks you normally handle in order to free up your time. So that's dream big. Audacious goals are compelling. The second one. Dream. Break big dreams into small enough steps. This is taking those audacious goals and breaking them down into small pieces. That way you're able to identify milestones i.e. the journey that will help achieve your goals. So this is where perhaps spending a little bit of time, not all your time, perhaps, because often we can get fixated on um, the how can help you identify the journey so that you could appreciate the journey by the time that you get to your goal. You would have had a great experience getting there. Understand why you shouldn't make a change. Until, again, that idea of identifying your why, not necessarily um, the what. Why are you doing this? Understanding what the motivation is that's driving you to do this will help kind of put in perspective the purpose of it. This article goes on to say, Unhealthy behaviors like overeating and smoking have immediate, pleasurable payoffs as well as costs. So when you're considering a change, take time to think it through. You boost your chance of success when the balance of, of uh, pluses and minuses tips enough to make adopting a new behavior more attractive than standing in place. Engaging in enjoyable aspects of an unhealthy behavior without the behavior itself helps too. For example, If you enjoy taking a break while having a smoke, take the break and enjoy it, but find healthier ways to do so, otherwise you're working against a headwind and are less likely to experience lasting success. Commit yourself. Make yourself accountable through a written or verbal promise to to people you don't want to let down. That will encourage you to slog through tough spots. One intrepid soul created a Facebook page devoted to her goals for weight loss. You can make a less public promise for your partner or child, a teacher, doctor, boss, or friends. You can post your promise on Facebook, tweet it to your followers, or seek out folks with like-minded goals online as a means of committing yourself. Give yourself a medal. Don't wait to call yourself a winner until you've pounded through the last mile of your big dream marathon or lost every unwanted ounce. Having those milestones in place while giving yourself an opportunity to reflect and celebrate your many successes will incrementally help you achieve your ultimate goal or your new year's resolution. Learn from the past. Anytime you fail to make a change, consider it a step toward your goal. Why? Because each sincere attempt represents a lesson learned. When you hit a snag, take a moment to think about what you did and didn't what did and didn't work maybe you took on too big a challenge. If so, scale back to a less ambitious challenge, or break the big one into tinier steps. If nailing down 30 consecutive minutes to exercise never seems to work on busy days, break that down by aiming for three 10-minute walks. One before work, one during lunch, one after work. Or a 20-minute walk at lunch, plus a 10-minute mix of marching, stair climbing, and jumping rope or similar activities slipped into your TV schedule. And the last but not least, give thanks for what you do. Forget perfection. Set your sights on finishing that marathon, not on running it. If you complete to complete, if you compete to complete, rather, you'll be a winner even if you wind up walking as much as you run. With exercise and so many other goals we set, you'll benefit even when doing less than you like to do. Any activity is always better than none. If your goal for Tuesday is a 30-minute workout at the gym, but you only squeeze in 10 minutes, feel grateful for that. It's enough. Maybe tomorrow will be better. Johns Hopkins University um, education site also offers some tips on how to stick to your new year's resolutions Um, often the theme during new year's which is interesting to note, is one of the best times uh, or rather the worst times to purchase exercise equipment because Everyone and their mother knows that this is a time of year. Often everyone makes commitments to exercise, get healthy, meditate, and often, of course, lose weight. This article says, resolving to lose weight, Kimberly Goodzun, associate professor at the school of medicine and an obesity medicine physician at the Johns Hopkins health, healthful eating activity and weight program, says that she often hears patients set unreasonable goals such as, I will get back down to what I weighed in high school. Instead, she suggests committing to achievable goals such as, I will lose 5% of my current body weight over the next six months by making sustainable changes in my eating and activity habits. Or, I want to improve my blood pressure, blood sugar, cholesterol, so I will make sustainable changes in eating and activity habits and work to lose 10% of my current body weight over the next 6 to 12 months, Um, resolving to sleep better. Scientific studies suggest that the blue light emitted by screens on cell phones, computers, tablets, and television may disrupt the production of the hormone melatonin, which is essential for inducing restful sleep, says Charlene Gamaldo, medical director of the Johns Hopkins Center for Sleep. Instead of pledging to improve your sleep by reducing the amount of time you stare at computer screens every day, she suggests you pledge to use technology to help create realistic and accountable goals for reducing screen time. For instance, make a commitment to set your phone to remind you to shorten your screen time by 30 minutes daily before bedtime is ideal. Interesting, um, I saw uh, a Vanity Fair um, Quesla from The Roots, uh, what he does in a day, and when he spoke about the end of his day and his routine before going to sleep, he mentioned that he used to uh, commit to, I think it was um, NBC News, before actually going to sleep, or perhaps even he would fall asleep. And he made an interesting point that the negative information that's often projected from the news or shared by the news is still being absorbed in your subconscious or in your auditory senses. And so if you think about it, if you're falling asleep or if that's the last thing you see before you go to sleep, which I'm often a victim of, that is what's kind of lingering as your kind of, um, final memories of that day that's being stored, um, into your um, deep memory rather. And, that's not necessarily the best way to probably um, go to sleep by hardwiring those um, short-term memories, especially the ones that you just seen on the tragedies of the day or around the world um, from the news before you go to sleep. Also something to remember when trying to resolve to, to get better sleep. Uh, resolving to stop smoking. Uh, Johns Hopkins pulmonary physician, uh, and I apologize for the mispronunciation, uh, Panagis Galiasatos, runs the Tobacco Treatment Clinic, established in July 2018 in the Asthma and Allergy Building at Johns Hopkins Baby Medical Center. The physician says it is the only such clinic in the state and one of only a handful nationwide that provide a personalized approach to smoking cessation. He says smokers should resolve to quit only if they have identified a specific game plan for how to do it. To succeed, a resolution should include a commitment to visit a physician who may prescribe a smoking cessation medication, such as uh, I think it's a uh nicotine gum and lozenges, um, and periodically check on patients' progress. I tell patients there's nothing wrong with coming up with a big goal, but come up with a plan for achieving it. He says, well will you do if you get derailed? How will you plan for the situations when you're most likely to crave a cigarette? If people are conditioned to smoke after a certain activity, such as drinking coffee, that may be when they want to be prepared to have an item such as a nicotine lozenge or gum close by. Um, I've also uh, used to smoke uh, once upon a time, um, but I'm very fortunate in that I have a very strong discipline and will when it comes to quitting things of that nature. I stopped smoking once for five years just to pick it up again and then now I've quit for the most part permanently. I'll have the odd cigarette here and there and by here and there I mean maybe once maybe three months six months if that. If I'm not around anyone that smokes cigarettes I likely won't smoke at all but there's also a book Uh, that my friend read, I can't remember what it's called, I'm going to look it up. Um, Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking. He read this book and he quit cold turkey. It's okay if you fail because you're learning about what doesn't work for you. Some people use those cessation products like the nicotine patches and the lozenges and the gums. Others read a book and they quit cold turkey. Others like myself will just quit cold turkey, probably because we didn't really like doing it to begin with, perhaps. Resolving to eat healthier. If you want to eliminate sugar from your diet, uh, Rita Kalyani, associate professor of medicine and editor-in-chief of the Johns Hopkins patient guide to diabetes, suggests reframing goals that are rigid and unsustainable. Instead of pledging, I'm going to stop drinking soda with every meal, say I'm going to decrease the amount of sugar sweetened beverages that I consume daily. This is where I perhaps uh, the life tracker that I created uh, earlier last year can come in handy. Just understanding when and how much you're drinking soda, for example, can truly help you start to make the steps towards change. For me, for example, I was spending an absurd amount of time playing uh, this one video game, Dota 2. I was spending, I think, at one point, 8 hours playing this video game in one day. By tracking the amount of time I was spending playing this video game, I was able to cut the amount of time I spent playing that game by half the next day. By being more conscious of it, being more aware of it, can really help you make the steps and changes necessary to uh, achieving your goals. Resolve to improve work-life balance. Lee Doherty bittison uh, Chief Wellness Officer for Johns Hopkins Medicine, says it's important to make incremental changes when you resolve to keep work from taking over your life. Instead of saying, I'm going to fix my work-life balance by making big changes all at once, pledge to add one or two activities that bring joy to your life such as building in a date night or time alone and commit to putting them on your calendar. So by scheduling these moments where you want to improve your work life balance such as committing to um, self-care or what have you incorporating that into your schedule or your calendar just as you do for your doctor's appointments or dentist appointments will really help you get that time in and commit to it. Because so often when it comes to committing to things that are for ourselves we'll often actually put it aside to um, commit to someone else's needs. So we'll compromise the necessary care for ourselves in our attempt to resolve for a better work-life balance to accommodate someone else. So. Those are some points, uh, opportunities on how we can commit to our, uh, our goals, our aspirations, or perhaps the dreaded word, our new year's resolutions, uh, because so often we're not able to achieve it. But keep in mind that the new year's resolution itself is a way for us to reflect on a way we can get better. To quote Jack Kornfield, as I often do, his one of his uh, teachers, uh, when he was um, studying as a monk, would often say, you're perfect just the way you are, with room for improvement. So keeping that in mind, that the audacious goals that you have are really in the spirit of helping ourselves, helping yourself, improve, get better, uh, get better. And because you care about yourself and you want to be, um, better and keeping that in mind, regardless of whether or not you achieve your goals or aspirations, the fact that you are conscious of making yourself better, improving yourself is in itself already a good step. Now, the measures and the time you spend on breaking down how you're going to achieve that will truly help you get closer to those goals and sticking to your New Year's resolutions. Thank you so much again for all of you that are listening to this podcast. I'm not making any money off of it right now. As I mentioned, I do plan on um, making some changes this year. Hopefully, I'll be able to bring in some guests, I'm going to be starting a Patreon page. Actually, I already created one, but I haven't um, actually put anything on it. So keep an eye out for that. Um, so grateful for all of you that are already listening to this podcast. Uh, this, this is why I do it. And so thank you so much. Uh, hope you're having a wonderful New Year so far. And good luck with all your future goals and New Year's resolutions. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time.